Living on purpose. Hello and welcome to our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC called Some Assembly Required. Um, my name is Julie Adams and I'm your host today. I'm joined by Pastor Pat Hand. Welcome, Pastor Pat. Hi, Julie. Hi, everybody. So glad you're with us on this Monday. Yes. To start the week right. Yes, you know it. You know it. So we are coming off of a wonderful Easter weekend, kind of that Easter... Uh, the Easter high, I guess you it could was say. Wonderful Easter. Yeah, beautiful services. Yeah. yeah. So we've moved on to a brand new series. We don't um, let any grass grow under <laughs> our feet. <laughs> That's right. That's so we right. started a brand new series yesterday, a kind of continuation of Easter from the standpoint of living on purpose in the light of resurrection. Yes. And the imminent return of Jesus Christ. So I, I think it's going to be a great series. Yeah. We're focusing in First Thessalonians. Mm-hmm. And I would say to our listeners, um, there, it's a short book. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ought to take the time to read First, first Thessalonians. And, um, and we're going to be centering in on chapters 4 and 5 mm-hmm. over the next, I think, five Sundays, I yeah. think. So I think it'll be really good. Paul wrote... Who is Paul? Tell us who Paul is. So this this early church um, leader, mm-hmm. uh, a former terrorist, mm-hmm. uh, he, he came in a spectacular way to know Christ, really a supernatural way, and, um, and his life was never the same. He mm-hmm. became uh, an early church leader. He became a missionary, a church planter all over Asia Minor, mm-hmm. and uh, just... Um, well, he ended up writing most most of the New Testament, mm-hmm. you know, uh, under inspiration. Because he wrote Corinthians as well, right? He did, that we and were... we studied Corinthians yep. recently. And so um, the church at Thessalonica in Greece, uh, the city is, is there today. You can see it on the map. But um, Paul, on purpose, went to Thessalonica with Timothy, uh, who was kind of a mentor, mm-hmm. uh, Paul was the mentor, and this was his um, student. Student, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, Silas. Silas mm-hmm. went with him, and so you can read this in Acts seventeen. That's the story of of the church at Thessalonica being started, and so they they preached, and they when it was all said and done, they had believers, and they planted this church, mm-hmm. and um, and a lot of times when Paul writes back to a church. He, he's kind of lovingly correcting them mm-hmm. about something. Uh, 1 Corinthians was a mess. Yes, uh, and Second address Corinthians, the mess. The yeah. Church, yeah, the church was just a mess. And so First and Second Corinthians is really dealing with some pretty heavy stuff. The, in Thessalonica, the, the believers came to a place where they followed uh, the Lord. They followed his teachings. They were really growing. They were sharing their faith. But there were some who thought that maybe the that Christ had come already. Mm. There was some teaching in that day that Christ had already returned. Well, Jesus hadn't been gone all that long. He'd been yeah. gone maybe 20 years, 15, 20 years by that time. Oh, so they thought he went, he just like popped out and yep. came back and in? and came back. Yeah. And, um, and so Paul was trying to explain to them, no, 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 no. But this is what it'll look like. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, we find, you know, with last Sunday... Uh, celebrating Easter the way we did, 
Well, we celebrate an empty tomb. Yeah. You know, everything we do is focused in Christianity on this idea of an empty tomb. Mm -hmm. If there's no empty tomb, then we have really spent our wheels for nothing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In fact, Paul says um, in Corinthians, he says that, wow, if the resurrection didn't take place, then, then we are of all people most miserable. Mm-hmm. You know, that we're just spinning our wheels. And so this idea of resurrection is pivotal. It is paramount mm-hmm. to, to who we are and what we believe and why we do what we do. Yeah. And so <clears throat> this idea of living in resurrection power, living in light of the resurrection, means that we don't just show up accidentally. We don't just show up out of habit. We don't just, mm-hmm. that our life is lived on purpose in light of the fact there was a resurrection mm-hmm. and he's coming again. Yep. Those two things are tied together mm-hmm. uh, beautifully, I might add, but they're tied together. So Jesus is alive and he conquered the the ultimate enemy of all humans, and that would be death, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so he took the sting out of death. He broke the curse of sin. And, um, and I think it's important for us to realize that we as believers, and I hope our listeners are getting this wherever they're listening to this, but that we didn't just accidentally follow Jesus. No. Right? It's intentional. It was intentional. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. We, we believe the Holy Spirit draws us to Jesus and that we believe the Holy Spirit uh, kind of taps us on the shoulder and, and almost like woos us, you know, draws mm-hmm. us to, to the message of the gospel and to who Jesus is and gives us the faith to believe that Jesus is who he is and will do what he says he'll do. Mm-hmm. So we believe the Holy Spirit is absolutely essential uh, to us becoming believers. Does he do that for everyone in the entire world, would you say? Uh, if uh, whoever and whenever they come to know Christ, <clears throat> it is because the Holy Spirit was drawing them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, real quick, I'll tell you this. Uh, we had a friend of the family that uh, ministered in Africa, mm-hmm. and there was a tribe of pygmy warriors. You know, these were shorter people, yeah. but they were <clears throat> amazing warriors and hunters. And so this missionary uh, group found this tribe. Uh, they were um, deep in, mm-hmm. in the heart of the jungle. And so uh, they didn't know how they'd be received. Um, but they, over several days, uh, they began to be received and they shared the gospel and this one um, gentleman, this one guy said, I knew it had to be something like this. Hmm. He said, I, and here's a guy who had never heard the gospel. Yeah. And, and he said, I, I would climb up into a tree at night so I could see the sky. And I would see the stars and the moon. I would see these bright lights. And I, I said, uh, this guy was saying, I said to myself, there's got to be somebody who made this. Wow. It couldn't have just happened. Now, this is, this is somebody who's never been to school. This is somebody yeah. who's never heard one Sunday school lesson in their life. And yet there was something God was working in that man yeah. to understand that, yes, that there's this God who loves him. 
And, and so nature, God uses nature, we see this in Romans 1, that he uses nature to present himself. Mm-hmm. And then he uses his word to tell us about himself. Wow. And Yeah, right? So, um, and it's the same way all over the world, whether it's your two girls or yep. whether it's my grandkids, whether it's whoever it might be, all of us come to know Christ because the Spirit of God is working in us to, to prepare us for this beautiful news and gives us the faith to believe it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we, we celebrate that, right? Um, nobody stumbles into becoming a believer. It, it is intentional. I think that's mm-hmm. the word you used. Yeah. So it is intentional. And, and so um, God has done this wonderful work in us and that we become a follower of Jesus. And um, I think of 1 Corinthians one uh, eighteen. In, mm-hmm. in fact, I have a tattoo on my arm that's ah, got the, yes. the scripture reference. But it says, for, for, the word, uh, for the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. Mm-hmm. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And so we, we find ourselves, we're, we spend the rest of our life, when we give our life to Christ, mm-hmm. Our soul is, it's settled. Uh, we, yep. we will be with the Savior one day. And mm-hmm. he's living in us and working through us. But we're still inhabiting this flesh. And so, in a sense, all of our life, after we come to know Christ, we're in the process, in a sense, we're in the process of being saved. Yeah, That's what this big fancy word sanctification means. Mm-hmm. It means that we're in the process of growing and learning about Jesus. Yeah. And, and so in Romans chapter eight, uh, God says, Hey, I'm, co- I'm conforming each of you to the image of my son. Well, that's what sanctification means. So we, we begin this journey of, of the Holy Spirit living in us and working through us. And, and we, we take this serious that as a follower of Jesus, we want to learn his teachings. We want to model his teachings. We want to we want to, in a sense, sit at his feet and know everything about him. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the world thinks that's crazy stuff. Yeah. But to us, <laughs> yeah, right? They do, yes. <laughs> but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Yeah. And I think sometimes as Christians, we're a little embarrassed by our faith. Yeah. Right? It can be hard sometimes mm-hmm. when you don't know how. Yep you're going to be received or, you know, especially when they're not asking specifically about Jesus. Like if someone said, tell me about your faith. Well, sure. That's Mm -hmm. easy. But to, then you bring Jesus into it. Yeah. And and it, um, it sounds, I, from a world perspective, the whole thing sounds a little bit wacky. Resurrection. Yeah. When you're dead, you're dead, dead. Right. Well, and I think just the whole, spiritual realm anything like that can sound a little yeah you know it's funny um we've ministered carol and i have ministered a lot through the years in africa you can go to africa you can go to south america you can go to several continents in this world and the spiritual is just as important as the physical Mm. even to the most lost person yeah. This physical realm, it's real to them. They they accept that and yeah. understand that. But you come into North America, and if you can't touch it, feel it, or smell yeah. it, then you don't believe it. 
Yep. And, um, and so, yes, that can sometimes be a hindrance to somebody understanding, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. And then, not only do we say we have a resurrected uh, Savior, we, we say to them, he's also coming back yeah. personally. In, yes. In body, in real life. And he's coming back again. Yeah. And will that signify the end of the world? Is that what you're uh, telling us? You mean when Jesus comes, comes again? again? Yeah. Well, end of the world as we know it, for sure. Ah. You know, I think there's coming a time when um, the rapture will mm-hmm. take place. Yeah. And uh, Paul talks about this. And that's when Jesus comes again. And Jesus will return. Um, uh, there's actually another time where he will physically set up his kingdom on earth. But the rapture is where, is where Jesus meets us. Mm-hmm. And we go to meet him. And we literally uh, go up in the air. You know? Yeah. And so this is why people have a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're sitting in, in Canada or the United States and, uh, and you, you've got a college education and somebody says to you, well, Jesus, he was dead, but he, he rose from the grave. Yeah. And, oh, and he's coming back. And, and uh, all the dead people are going to be raised first in resurrection and they're going to, we're all going to meet the Lord up in the air. Well, to hear it said like that, if it wasn't in the Bible, I, I'd have to join them and say, hmm, okay. Sounds like a sci-fi movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing, though. Um, God is calling us as believers to live in the light of the fact that the return of Jesus is imminent. Mm-hmm. That means it will happen. And I don't understand it all, but I do believe it. Yeah. You know, it was a supernatural act for God to raise his son from the dead. Mm-hmm. It'll be a supernatural act for him to bring resurrection to those uh, in the cemeteries, right? And yeah. then for us who are alive at that time to be caught up in the air. You mean their spirit? No. No, bodily. What do you mean? So what happens if someone's been cremated? Yeah, that's a great question. My parents were cremated yeah. and their ashes were mingled together. Ooh. I'm not worried about it. I figure God will take care of that. Put the pieces back together. I guess yeah. so. You know, here, here's a, a, a powerful passage about this. Paul describes the, the rapture. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he says it to encourage the church, not discourage them. But he says in, in um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13, uh, readers uh, or listeners, listen to this. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died so you will not grieve like people who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. We tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God. Uh, First, the believers who have died will rise from their graves. 
And then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. So if you and I, Julie, die today, mm-hmm. uh, our body gets buried or cremated, yep. and our the spirit part of us, our soul, goes to heaven. Yeah. All right? So there's coming a day when the spiritual part of us will be reunited with our body. But don't we get a new body when we go to heaven? We do. So what happens to this body? All right. Why so, does it? Why doesn't it just stay put? <laughs> so the Lord has elected to uh, to bring about a resurrection, and apparently, when we who are alive when this happens, we're caught up, and somehow we receive a new body on that way up. The people that are resurrected will be in a new body. You know, it it won't be grandma at ninety five no. that, that comes forward. You know, and and so. I, I, again, this is a supernatural act of God and why God wants to do it this way. I'm not exactly sure, but it's important to him enough that he's telling us, Mm -hmm. be ready, live in light of the fact that there was a resurrection 2000 years ago and live in light of the fact that there's going to be a, a coming of Jesus for us and that we'll be with him forever. Our, a new body and, and our spirits reunited mm-hmm. uh, to be with him. And so I, I get it. I get it. If you've not studied the Bible and if this is the first time you're hearing this, you're going, okay. But don't tune us out. But don't <laughs> tune us out. Because, because I would say that, that God took uh, great pains to share with us mm-hmm. that this is important to him. And living in light of the resurrection and living in light of the imminent return of Christ should make a difference in our lives. Yeah. Right? You can see how that, that would work, right? You know, and it's it's kind of a double-edged sword that we don't know when it's going to be. Because on one hand, I like to think, well, if you knew Jesus was coming in three weeks, would you not... I think most people would agree you would be maybe a bit more aggressive in in sharing, sharing your faith, or or maybe you would yeah. be a little quicker to um, not give in to temptation, yeah. or maybe or maybe you'd reprioritize things in our yep. lives, right? Yeah, if we knew. Yes, yeah. but he hasn't told us, and he said we don't know the hour or the day, Mm-mm. and we should live like it will be any second now. Well, Paul said at the end of his life in in 1 Timothy, he says, uh, and now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. You know, mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid, uh, to illustrate this, I my dad gave me instructions one time to um, mow the grass yeah, and have it done before he got home. Mm. So I had all day. And so my friends came over and we played ball in the morning. Yep. And uh, at noontime, I said, hey, guys, I got to go. I got to go mow the grass before dad gets home. Yeah. And they said, oh, come on. You got all afternoon. Let, let's go eat lunch at Johnny's house. And, and then, and then. 
Okay, all right. Yeah. So you go to Johnny's house. Oh, I had lunch. I got to get to it. Well, you know what? The basketball hoops here. Let's, yeah, let's just shoot play, a few. Let's yeah. just play a, a, a couple of games. And so, you know, pretty soon it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, right? <laughs> and, uh, and you know you haven't done what he's asked you to do. And then all of a sudden you can hear, I could hear my dad's car coming up the street. Now, I love my dad. Yeah. I, oh, absolutely. But do I love his appearing? No. No. No, right? Not when you haven't done what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Not when you haven't done what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah. And so I think I think we as believers, I, I, I don't think it's so much uh, whether we believe that Christ is coming again. I think it's more like, do we live like we believe mm-hmm. that Christ is coming again? I think that's the question. Yeah. Right? And so... Um, I think this series is really going to be important Mm -hmm. for us to be able to look at what our life should look like if we're living in light of the resurrection, if we're living in light of the imminent return of Christ. What does that look like in in your life, in my life? Mm -hmm. And I I think it's going to be just a tremendous series. And and we're to encourage one another with with this information. It's not a matter of using it as a baseball bat for, yeah. oh, you know, I better, I better do what's right or, you know, Jesus is going to come catch me not doing right. Yeah. I, I don't think that's what we want to say as much as I just want to encourage you that when you mow the grass and you listen to your dad, <laughs> that, that you're going to be so happy to see your dad when, yes. <laughs> when he comes. And if, if we're doing what God wants us to do, then we will look for his appearing and we'll live like we believe in his appearing. I think it's a powerful thing of how we can encourage one another as mm-hmm. believers. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I think this will be I think this will be a great series for us um, the next few weeks to study first Thessalonians four and five together. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks, yeah. Pat. Any uh, closing thoughts or like a maybe like an action step that we could take this week? How can we yeah. live in light of the resurrection this week? I think if uh, if you'll take the time to uh, to read chapter four and five of First Thessalonians, you're going to see there's these many sermons mm-hmm. in chapter five, especially, and um, and I I think it it would be fascinating to underline each of these things that Paul says yeah. that we should be doing or that you look for a Christian who's looking for the return of Christ, this is what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So Awesome. So read those two chapters and spend some time in it and think about it. Yeah, that's that's good. I um I recently read somewhere that it's it's important to read the Bible yourself instead of just let someone else tell you about that's it. Right. So that's a That's right. That's a good encouragement to Good to read it yourself yeah yeah Um, the same holy spirit living in whoever's teaching it is the same holy spirit that lives in us that can teach us as we read it yeah Yeah. that's right well if you are reading through that and have any questions Mm -hmm. um you can email pat at pat at waynefleetbic.com and he'd love to dialogue with you um and chat or answer any questions and if you've got anything for me any feedback or podcast suggestions i'd love to hear from you as well and my email address is julie at wingfleetbic.com so thank you for tuning in today and we look forward to connecting with you again next week have Have a a great great week week, folks you are loved